Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Over to the Hoskins. Strike hit! Ten strikeouts for Jacob DeGrom. The 55th time in his career he struck out ten or more. And a cold strike three. Got him on the outside edge. Eight strikeouts for Nola. And just like DeGrom, he has retired 16 in a row. Well... That was pretty much it last night. A great pitcher's duel up in Queens. A classic. Phillies lose to the Mets 1-0. Second straight night, the Phillies had to face a Cy Young winner. And last night, not able to get much done. Good morning, everybody, along with my pal, Jody Mack. I'm Glenn Mack now. Jody, I do not like the outcome, but I love a nice, tight pitcher's duel. You? And the fact that you watched every single pitch, whatever time you tuned in, I guess you could have gone over to the NFL Network for uh, Cowboys preseason action if that's your druthers. But, man, you could just couldn't turn it off because yeah. every t- the game's hanging in the balance. They give up a run. Then you know any one swing can get it tied if you're the Phillies. Oh, except Jacob DeGrom is pitching, so that one swing's going to be hard to come by phenomenally exciting game. Even Diaz giving up the couple of walks and stolen bases to put the tying and the winning run in scoring position on the last at-bat of the game. Uh, but then uh, Diaz, who's also having a phenomenal game, did what he did and struck out the last batter. So, yeah, they, the result was not what you wanted if you're a Phillies fan, but the excitement level of the game was tremendous. Let me go over a couple of these details with you. DeGrom, uh, we said he goes six. And I guess it's because of the injuries and stuff. They're just not going to let him go deeper than that. But he allows two hits, no walks, 10 Ks. He's throwing 101-mile-hour fastballs in the sixth inning. Um, But I guess, as I said, they're protecting him is what they're doing. They want to make sure he's pitching into October. Right. And they're probably overprotective. He looked perfectly fine to me in the sixth inning. It looked like he could have continued doing what he was doing. But, yes, they are falling very much on the side of caution with him. Okay, and then the Mets bullpen takes over. The trumpets for Dia. You like the trumpets? Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. I do think so, too. It gets, I know, you know, you're a Phillies fan, so you're not supposed to love it, but it gets those 48,000 people on their feet. It's 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 the best. I can't, well, Sandman was pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, this yeah. side of Mario Anno Rivera, it might be the best entrance music. Yeah. Trevor Hoffman uh, with ACDC was also pretty good, uh, but uh, they're few and far between to compare with the Mets have going with Edwin Diaz right now. All right, so as you mentioned, he gets a little shaky. He walks two, strikes out Castellanos to end it. 
my Twitter feed was full of $100 million too much for that guy. Of course. Hey, it's, you know. It's He's actually tough. picked it up over the last couple yes. of weeks. You, you yes. could have sent that tweet about 182 yeah. times over the course of a 40-game stretch when he couldn't buy a hit, but he's actually been better of late. All right. Nola, as well, was great. He goes eight. He gets that, that complete, that rare complete game loss. Uh, scatters four hits, walks one, strikes out eight. Offense did, did nothing behind him. Um, he Nola really is one of the best starters in Major League Baseball. Jody Mack, we are now in the middle of August. We are headed towards September. Can I have faith and belief that Aaron Nola is going to avoid that late season collapse that we have seen in the past few years? Why not take five more starts and then come up with that decision? Let him let him play uh, pitch a couple more t- into August, end of August. Oh, sure. The, the calendar turns. It's September. Aaron Nola has not been good in September. We're going to get a handful, two or three starts before we get to the last week of September, which will lead into October. And, yes, I still do believe the Phillies are making the playoffs despite last night's loss. We don't have to. It's trending in the right direction, better than it has in previous seasons, but there may just be something that when he reaches an innings limit, it affects his arm in some way. So I'm not ready to go there today, but I'm optimistic. I'm not locking it in, but I am optimistic because he's trending better. Let me just say at 10.05 on August the 14th that there's a, there's a little piece in the back of my mind that has that fear. I can't, I can't avoid that nagging fear that what I've seen because everything else is going so, so well. Um, all right, so the Phils are they're 4-10 and 10 against the Mets this season. They've lost the four previous series. They could, they could pull it out today and get it. Zach Wheeler yep. on the mound, uh, what is it, 140 start against that Chris Bassett. How are you feeling today? Well, good because it's Wheeler. Um, Bassett is uh, a really nice acquisition that, yeah, at the time I even commented here on WIP, the Phillies might have missed the boat because he was gotten for a fair package, not an outrageous package, and I thought he would have been a nice addition as a fifth starter here in Philadelphia. He's been just that for the Mets. So it's not like they're facing a stiff. Bassett's a nice pitcher, um, but if you've got Wheeler on the hill, Phillies have a pitching advantage going into that. Yeah, I like it today. Um, Can I say one thing that's going to make me sound really old here? Go ahead. I'm watching watching the Phillies and the Phillies hitters, and the Mets hitters as well, but the Phillies hitters certainly – Two strikes against them, and then they just they flail away, right? Swinging from the from the ankles. And why does why does it? You know, you got a guy like Degrom, who to me, he's throwing 101 miles an hour. You want to try to take a little bit of a of a protective stance up there, and nobody shortens out. I'll give you two examples. Top of the third inning, um, Nick Maton is up. And Nick Maton is not exactly going to lead the league in any hitting category. He's got two strikes on him. He swings from his heels and stares out in a daze like, oh, how did that happen? Top of the fifth, Brandon Marsh, two strikes, tries, takes this swing and tries to hit one into the Hudson River as, it, as his knees buckle from the force. Uh, and this was, by the way, after landing on his knee, swinging on strike two, and he's cursing under his breath. Jody Mack, you are a baseball man. And I know there's no shame in the strikeout now like there used to be, but this is a one-to-nothing game. Don't you want to just try to get on base? Don't you want to shorten it up? 
you want to, but it's easier said than done. Um, and that's why Brandon Marsh's offensive numbers aren't all that good in the acquisition <laughs> yeah. of him coming over. That's his swing. And he doesn't change it, and he hasn't changed it. And if you're thinking he's going to change it just because Jacob DeGrom's on the mound, I think you're hoping against hope. Uh, No, I was not surprised. And, oh, by the way, rather than just uh, put Philly hitters in their place, Jacob DeGrom did that for you. You don't need to do it. He's just that good. His stuff is that nasty. You could choke up halfway up the bat. And he's still going to drop a slider at 99 miles an hour that's going to be in the strike zone until about six inches before the plate, and it's going to drop six inches. Yeah, and I know know I'm stuck on this one thing. And, and again, I don't want everybody to to be – my reference is going to be old here, but – Matty Alou, for lack of a, of a better name. Right? You talk about a slap hitter. That's as good as you can get right there. Yeah, like right? It. Led the league in hitting and hit about, you know, f- five doubles in one home run every year. Um, but my point being that he's really tough to hit. I just think nobody anymore thinks, like, to play protectively when they have two strikes. And it's it's something that that I wish they would do. Jody, I my my baseball career ended in junior varsity, okay? That's how good I was. I was a backup second baseman. I hit 400 that year, Jody. Two for five. Didn't nice. get to play much. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you know, my old coach back then used to say, damn it, there's two strikes. You're not going to hit it over the fence. That's it. Yeah, I'm this, preaching here. This, this is Major League Baseball. I know, and that was 1970-whatever, yeah. and I know. I know, I know, I know. So yeah, you're telling game, me I'm wrong. The, the game is – I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just telling you don't let it bother you as much as it sounds like it does because you're not going to change it sitting at home, and the Phillies aren't going to change. They are what they are. Their players have the swings that they have, even though what you lay out uh, psychologically makes a ton of sense – they just don't do it. Major League Baseball doesn't. And the Phillies don't. aren't the only team. Everybody. Uh, no, Major I know League that. Baseball oh, the Mets are doing the same thing. thing. I know. I, I know. It's And it's just it's one of those things that will always drive me crazy. And listen, I, I'm, I don't want to be that guy who rails against the game and what things used to be. I accept change in sports. I embrace change in sports. But last night I'm thinking two, two runs is going to win this game. Just get. Get on base. Okay. You know you know who you sound like to me, uh, No, Pac-Man. I'm so Keith Hernandez talking about the <laughs> Phillies' inability to play defense and fundamentals, which, oh, by the way, they've been great at these great two at. games. Great Even at. though they didn't score a run last night, the double play they turned late in the game, Hoskins coming in, firing to second, Maton covering first, the double up at the plate the night before, great play by Castellanos, who is still a butcher in right field. But on that given play, it was perfect, perfect throw, perfect tag. The the Mets uh, the Phillies have played really fundamentally sound baseball despite Keith Hernandez railing. Yes, away. I I know, and it is even more fun that you know, I know they lost, but they are playing very good, very solid defensive baseball against. Uh, well, overall they are. Is that is that Stott over Didi? Is that Marsh moving in the left field? Is that is that what Keith Hernandez is not seeing? Um, Marsh is center field. I don't know center field. What did I say? But, um, center field. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, he, he hadn't seen Marsh play center field for the Phillies, so that is a major upgrade. Right, and, and Didi was terrible. Didi couldn't field. No, uh, I disagree. Um, really? Didi 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didi was improved defensively this year over what he was last year. Last year, his defense fell off pretty badly. Um, but this year, he actually was making all the plays and made a, uh, a highlight reel film play about once every two weeks. I did not think his defense was the problem. His offense was the problem. I counted this guy in for 20 home runs this year, and he couldn't hit a home run from second base starting at second base. He was only 19 short, right. Damn. No, the bigger problem with D.D. And Stott's Stott's just as good. Um, I don't think Stott's a major upgrade over D.D. defensively. If it is, it's slight. Uh, But Stott's going to be here for the next decade, so get him going right now, and he's uh, certainly improved over the last month. Okay, so last night in New York, they had 48,000 people, I think, at that game. I mean, they were full. It was a, Yeah, above was, capacity. Yeah, it was 43,857. There you go. Are we going to see those crowds here next weekend, Phil's Mets? Are we going to get that here? If you do, I'll say this, and I'm judging on TV like everybody else. It seemed to me, if you wanted to put a percentage on it, 2% of the crowd was Philly fans. I, I've been in City Field when Philly fans have come in years that Mets haven't been that good, and you get close to 50% Phillies fans in the house. I've been at games at both the Vet and Citizens Bank Park uh, where 50% of Mets fans are in the house. There, there are, depending on where the teams are at. Now, right now, they're both playoff teams. Mets are uh, going to have the second-best record in the National League when all is said and done, buying only the Dodgers and the Phillies are going to be a wild card. But they're both playoff teams. It was heavy-handed Mets fans last week, uh, last night. I'm hoping that same percentage is what we're looking at at uh, Citizens Bank Park. I fear we're not. Because I did go down to the game the other night after doing the uh, show uh, in Eagles training camp with Joe DeCamera and uh, hung around, went to the, and I invited DeCamera to come with me. He declined. I went over to the turf club in between, hit a couple of races, made some money. So it was a real good day. It's a good day for Jody. I went over, got a chance to talk to Rob Thompson, had dinner with Charlie Manuel of all people. That's why I sat next to him in the cafeteria. Very nice. He's the greatest guy in the world. Charlie and his wife and had a great 45-minute uh, dinner conversation with those guys. It kind of was a disappointing crowd. I thought it would be better than that. Now it rained, which kind of threw everything off. They boot- brought the stupid uh, uh, tarp out, and it wasn't even raining. I said, what the hell are they doing? This game's going to get a- not going to get off on time. Uh, Ten minutes later, just a deluge, and it came down yeah, in yeah. buckets for 20 minutes and then stopped, and they got the game in. But it wasn't all that great a crowd, and I thought it was going to be – yeah, um, I don't think Philadelphia is bought in 100% yet to this Phillies or a playoff team. I agree. Because I agree. of the 10 years they've been waiting, kind of like it. you and me waiting on NOLA, we'll, we'll, we'll go as long as we have to to feel as good as we want to about his ability to pitch in September and October. I think the Philly fans are also in that kind of mode. Yeah, I, I do as well. Uh, the upside, well, the upside is the pitching has been great. Suarez was terrific the other night. Nola, I mean, they we went, we went toe-to-toe with a couple of Cy Young Award winners, which is pretty good. Uh, and the other upside is they are, as we sit here this morning, uh, a game or a game and a half up on both the Brewers and the Cardinals. One of those teams will win the Central and thus get into the playoffs, but the Phillies will battle the other. They're a half a game up on the Padres. And, Jody, the Padres have their own new problems. What are your thoughts today on the suspension of uh, – I don't want to say the suspension – on the impact of the suspension of Fernando, 
Fernando Tatis Jr. for the rest of this year and first, whatever, 38, 40 games the next year. Here's the one piece of information that hasn't come out, and I don't know if it'll ever come out, but then again, stuff gets leaked out all the time. When did he test positive? We don't don't really know. All we know is when Major League Baseball announced it and said the suspension begins immediately. He might have tested positive months ago because he wasn't playing. He was on the injured list. So um, they, they may have decided, listen, we're not announcing this now because we're not going to allow him to get games counting as suspensions that he wasn't going to play anyway. Because he was injured and he wasn't. So why should he benefit from the fact that he's injured and we want him to miss 80 games that he's capable of playing in? I'd really like to know when he actually tested positive, that they hold the results, that they announce it immediately. Uh, anyway, you slice it, it handicaps the Padres. And they've been playing uh, playoff type ball all year without Tatis. Without uh, Soto and Bell, who they added to trade deadline, so it doesn't eliminate the Padres. You don't go, oh, now they got no chance. Well, no, they were that good even without him all year. But much like we're waiting on the return of Bryce Harper, they were waiting on the return of Fernando Tatis, and it's not happening, San Diego. Yeah, it's a very good comparison as well, uh, and that does give the Phillies a little bit of an edge. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Um. We got all that. We're a day past Eagles-Jets, a game that uh, Jody McDonald watched with intense interest for both teams. Looks like Zach Wilson out, what, two to four weeks with a bone bruise, dodged a bullet there? Uh, It's more than a bone bruise. It's a tear, but it's a minor tear. So they're going to do a surgery, and even with now the advent of these great laser surgeries, uh, you can come back relatively quickly. They're stating it is probably two to four weeks, but it was an actual tear that if it was just a bruise and he wouldn't have surgery. He's having yeah. surgery, okay. so it's a okay. tear. All right. Likewise, Jalen Hurts dodges a bullet in that first drive. He breaks the pocket, runs right, uh, well out of bounds when he gets clobbered by Quincy Williams, who launches himself head head first. Uh, so he's okay and had a had the one opening drive, goes six for six. They score the touchdown. One day later, Jody, what is your takeaway from that game? What's, what sticks with you off of that game? The fact that the Eagles lost the game is about <laughs> as irrelevant as it oh, can yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Jets four-teamers are better than the – it's not even the Jets four-teamers. No. It's the Jets special team it's with the 50-yard uh, return Which, that, that put them in position to score the game-winning touchdown – yeah, if you're a Jet fan and you're taking solace in that, go for it. But it, it really doesn't mean anything because it was 14 nothing before you could blink with the Eagles, both first-team offense and first-team defense, looking great. Yeah, uh, and, and just it is one preseason game. I don't even know who all is playing special teams, but Eagles special teams were bad last year. Uh, I don't want that to be a recurring problem this year. So that that's that's the only thing. I was really impressed with Hertz, um, and again, you don't want to put too much import on it. It is one drive. I will say the Jets' defense was, you know, they're they're running to the ball. I'll give them that much. I don't know how talented they are, but they certainly hustled in that in that one drive where the Eagles scored the touchdown. And man, Hertz was six for six. He had the the really nice touchdown pass to Goddard, who was wide open, but he hit him in stride. Uh, the pass to Quez Watkins, I thought, was nice as Hurst threw rolling to his right. Someday I'd like to see Hurts throw rolling to his left, but we'll see. 
Uh, he had a scrambling touchdown that was called back. He did it without looking for A.J. Brown. He did it without Devontae Smith. As I said, Jody, it's one series in a preseason opener against the Jets, but to me it was an encouraging start for Hertz because he just looked in the flow, and he was hitting guys in stride, and um, we're not going to see him again to the regular season. You certainly want to see it go out that way. Two things uh, that kind of jumped off the page for me in the, the time that the Eagles ones were on the field offensively. The fact that he didn't throw the ball to A.J. Brown. You know, mm-hmm. I do my show with uh, Johnny Mack, who's at every single Eagle practice, and basically every day comes on and goes, and Jalen Hurts just keeps throwing the ball to A.J. Brown. It's a given. It's almost a joke in practice that he is so locked in to getting A.J. up to speed and throwing the ball to him. He throws it as much to him as he does everybody else combined in practices. They have a game, six passes, none of them go to A.J. Brown, which I think was a great thing. Just showed that yeah, practice is one thing, game would be another, even though it's just a practice game. Um, they did spread the ball around, which was great. And the, the one thing that I uh, had to laugh at was, It'll be completely forgotten a week from now, and certainly in uh, November when we talk about the Eagles and what they're doing, where they are in the standings. The first touchdown of the year was a Jalen Hurts run, and it was called back because of a penalty. Mm-hmm. So they had to do it again. So instead he throws the 22-yard touchdown pass to Goddard. Uh, there's been some debate, at least on my shows, over the last when I was on with the camera and my buddy Johnny Mack. Well, the Eagles should stick with what they did last year. The Eagles need to run the football. They know they can run the football. The offensive line is the uh, stalwart of the team. They would need to make the playoffs this year. Why are we? Ch- why are they trying to throw the football more? Because they are. Because they did go out and give A.J. Brown $100 million. Because they know if you want to win a Super Bowl, chances are in the NFL in 2022, you got to be able to throw it better than the Eagles did last year. Uh, last year's stats are now borderline irrelevant. The Eagles are going to start this year as a passing team. And they will go at least as long, if not longer, before, if it's not working, they make this decision, oh, we got to go back to running the football. Not happening. Uh, agree. I mean, if they have to run the ball, I know they can run the ball. Let's see if they can pass the ball. I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. Uh, okay, one more thing. We got a, uh, we got a Shy uh, Vintage Sports giveaway today, $50 gift card, Shy Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Check out their throwback apparel at their Center City location or shybsports.com. And by the way, a previous winner, a guy won on our show about a month ago, tweeted me a, a picture yesterday that he received his Santa Hates Dallas sweatshirt that he got from the gift card. He said, I can't wait to wear this this fall. So today, you too can win. And here's here's what I want to go with. Um, caller yesterday, a guy called yesterday after the Phillies won Friday night 2-1 to one in the 10th inning, and we were talking about uh, Veerlings throwing out the runner at the plate on that potential sack fly. Great throw by him. And this was after the Phillies score on the top of the inning, 10th uh, on a sacrifice fly. And this guy said, the sacrifice, he said, the most exciting play in sports is the sacrifice fly. I never considered that, Jody, but he kind of explained it. He says, like, you see the setup, and then you see the, you know, you look at the guy at third, itching, and then you see the the uh, fielder kind of trying to move in a step, get some momentum, the anticipation, you get a play at the plate, etc. It can be exciting. I don't know if I'd put it the most exciting play, but he made a case. So here's the deal. What is the most exciting play in sports, any sports? Jody, I always would say the long punt return, but you'd never see those anymore. The punt return is almost dead from football 
Um, any sport can be – well, you know, I don't want to give all of them away. Is there one that you would say – We'll just take out of the mix. For you, Jody McDonald, this is the most exciting play in sports. Yeah, no, I don't want to go because if you don't want to give it away. Tell you the one that I do, it would absolutely be the best one. So, okay. uh, and then you're <laughs> okay. taking a second place winner. Oh, you're pretty rest. sure yourself there. Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, do we agree that Moshe Kravitz will be the judge on this? Who? Who you want to make the judge? Uh, Moosh. Moosh. Uh, called Moosh. to serve. You are uh, willing and able. Oh yeah! Thank you so much for this honor. The, yeah. the, the, we're, we're throwing him into the mosh pit. Is that what you tell? Yes. Me? There you go. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, I I butcher. Uh, see, I talked to him about it before the show, and I'm surprised that you don't do this. What's that? I've called him Mosh. Uh, excuse me. I've called him Moisha. No, no. You've never called him Moisha. No. And I, I grew up with more people named Moshe than you. You probably did, but did you not grow up with any Moishas? Uh, my great uncle. Okay, there you go. And but he, I was, had a, he was about 80 when I was 10. I had a buddy whose name was spelled the exact same as our producers now, and he went as Moisha. So that's what I've called, because I see his name, and that's the way I pronounce that, and I apologize to him. Uh, I think Sonny Hill called him Mush before the show yeah. started at the end of the show tonight. So our, our producer extraordinaire, Mr. Kravitz, oftentimes gets his name butchered, guilty as charged Jody McDonald. So uh, I'm apologizing in advance. Mosh, is this something you've had your, your whole life, that people get it wrong? Yeah, oh, 100%. I mean, it, you know, it's it's like most of my friends for, for my whole life have called me Mosh, uh, and that's what you guys call me. When people say my full name, We say they say it as Moshe, which is the correct, correct yeah, pronunciation. you got to get the little E in at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if, if for especially Jewish people, but for people over a certain age, ding, Moish ding, ding, or Moisha ding. or Moishi has has consistently come. I was saying to Jody before the show that uh, despite neither of them being Jewish, uh, Big Daddy and Jody for years called me Moish or Moisha, uh, Moisha. and I, I didn't mind it coming from them. Now, there you go. All right. So now we all got it right. Uh, I'll get it wrong before the show is over. Right. <laughs> okay. I could pretty much Anyway, so, 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 a $50 gift card from Shy Vintage Sports, but as always, don't drive Moshe crazy by just calling to win a prize because you won't we've raised uh philly's issues to start big time pennant race i want to talk a little bit more about the attendance when we go back we've talked about the eagles after the first preseason game there are many things for you to have an opinion about today we're going to get into a little bit of sixers issue we're going to give you a tv review as the show comes on ben davis is going to join us I was watching other preseason football last night. Jody did a little scouting on Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. So whatever you want to call about, you are welcome to do so, and you can offer the most exciting play in sports to win the $50 gift card to Shive Vintage Sports. Oh, which, by the way, we have our Shive Vintage throwback uh, uh, game of the, uh, moment of the week. 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Macnow, 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.